now with the latest from the world of technology. This is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 215. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. And you first-time listeners, welcome aboard. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, everything you need to know about Samsung's global recall of the Galaxy Note 7 what we can expect to see at this week's Apple event, and we'll take a look at the biggest news from the IFA Tech Show in Berlin. In the Tech Guide interview, we chat to Jaybird founder Judd Armstrong and review the company's new wireless freedom buds. In the Tech Guide reviews, we run our eye over Sparrow's new force band that will make you feel like you have the force, and Garmin's new fitness and adventure products. And we're going to wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk, and it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia number one brand of home Wi-Fi products and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Plenty to sink your teeth into, so let's get cracking. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week has to be the Samsung global recall of the Galaxy Note 7. This is the device that was released on August the 19th. I was actually in New York for the launch of this product, which the company was hailing as their brand new flagship device. And when we when I reviewed the product, when I first saw it, I totally agreed. Uh, my review, I think I gave it five stars out of five. That's that's how how much I thought it was it was a great smartphone. But the wheels have come off, and there has been a problem, and that problem is a battery cell issue. Uh, and that that has resulted in the company having to call back the devices to check them, replace them. But it, it all started uh, in the, in late last week when there was talk of some of these cases where the battery aboard the Note Seven would explode. There were there were two cases that I heard of during, middle of last week, and the, these occurred in South Korea where the 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 customers had connected their charger to the device and the battery then exploded so what that what what the spec the speculation began straight away and at first many people thought it was maybe the result of having a third party charging cable so a third party by, by that i mean a cable not supplied by samsung for their own device so another another usb c cable because you got to remember this was the first device with a USB-C port to charge the battery, and and it did have fast charging. So early on, my my thought was that the 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 third party cable couldn't handle the flow of the power to to, to handle that fast charging, and thereby the battery uh, would would would, uh, would explode or the the ultimate malfunction. 
But as it turned out, Samsung, uh, before the recall was and before the battery issue was even officially recognised by the company, they first took the phone, they first took it off the shelf. So they, they told all their retailers and the telcos to pause sales of the product. That's, that's how, what they said it in their statement. They were pausing sales until further investigation. A few hours later, Samsung did admit that there was a battery issue that needed to be looked at. And as a result, they did follow that up with yet another statement. And as a result, they've asked for all devices that were purchased through Telstra, Vodafone, Optus, JB Hi-Fi, Samsung retail stores, Samsung Online, Harvey Norman, the good guys, and websites including Kogan, which when you add all that up is virtually every device. There wouldn't be many purchased outside of those uh, those places. So virtually every device needs to be checked. Samsung also released uh, an information page on the web which uh, provided a form and also a list of model numbers so that you could check if your device was affected. But by going by their simple uh, suggestion of uh, their instructions of, of, of informing customers if they bought them from those places that I mentioned, then you had to either bring the phone back to the place of purchase for a refund or wait for a replacement. So the situation as it stands now is that if you are a Note 7 owner, best thing to do would be to get back to your place of purchase as quickly as possible. And by that, I mean... For you to get your replacement faster, it's not because there's there's a great danger, but Samsung don't want to take any chances. They, they sold more than 2.5 million Note 7s in three weeks. And, to, and total cases where there were these battery issues, 35 cases reported around the world. 35 out of 2.5 million. Samsung didn't want to take a chance. They want to look at all the devices, make sure they're all okay, and then... Uh, give give people either a refund or a replacement. So here's what here are your options anyway. You can go back to your place of purchase and get a full refund, buy a new phone, wait for the proper Note 7, buy another Samsung device, totally your choice. If you want to swap out your Note 7 for a, for a, a Note 7 that's been given the tick of approval, you can take your phone back to the place of purchase and they will provide you with a free replacement device. So while you're waiting for your new Note 7 or the replacement Note 7, it will be brand new, then you will get a new replacement device. You're not going to get an old secondhand dodgy phone. You're going to get a brand new Samsung phone to use in the interim. So if you you do want to have a Note 7, you can have a replacement device absolutely free. But... Those two options there, uh, everyone who does own a Note 7, I encourage you to do this as quickly as possible. Not not because, like I said, there's no immediate danger, but the faster you get your phone back, the faster you're going to get a replacement back and and the faster Samsung can act on that. And as I said, if you are just replacing it, you will get a replacement device in the interim. If you're going to get a refund, well, you get all your money back. And if you bought it online... Customers who purchase their phones online will even receive a $100 voucher code to use towards purchasing a Galaxy S7 or S7 Edge, as well as the full refund for the Note 7. So that's something something to consider as well. So what does this mean for Samsung? Well, it could not have possibly come at a worse time. In the next section of the program, we're going to talk about the Apple event, which takes place in just a few days. And at that Apple event, they're going to release the new iPhone. 
So while the world is sitting up and paying attention to Apple's new iPhone 7, and as lines start to form outside Apple stores for people waiting to buy their new their new device, Samsung will be processing refunds and replacements for the Note 7. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Samsung, the number one brand in the world with about 24% market share. Apple sitting on about 15%. Now, Apple's share is based primarily on all people buying the top-of-the-line devices. Apple don't make a mid- or entry-level device. And Samsung make devices at the entry-level, mid-level, and at the high-end. That's why they've got a, a larger global reach, because they sell more phones in more, more seg- sections of the market. Apple concentrate mainly at the top end, and they've still got 15% of the entire global market. That's the power of the brand. Samsung sell phones in all those segments, and they've got 24% global market share. But this is not going to do them any favours. This is a free kick for Apple when people are considering, do I switch? I can remember when the Note 7 was first announced and when my review first appeared on Tech Guide, there were so many people asking, look, I'm thinking of switching from the iPhone. What do you reckon? And I think one of the fears people had was, not not just the change to a new device, but was getting their stuff over to the to the Android device, to the Samsung device and the Android ecosystem. Samsung make, makes it as easy as possible to migrate all of your content. They've got a little smart switch dongle in the in the box. They've got an app that can help you do it, even from an iPhone. Drags all your stuff, just sucks it out of your old, your iPhone and into the new device. Really easy to do, and that's one thing with. Apple and Samsung, they're, they're, they love getting other, the other company's customers. When the iPhone 6 was released, Apple's first larger screen device, Tim Cook, the Apple CEO, took great pleasure in announcing the fact that many of the new customers for the iPhone 6 were old Android, older Android users. Many of those users, Android users were using Samsung devices. Likewise, Samsung, when the S7 and S7 Edge were released earlier this year, and even with the Note 7, there would have been plenty of people who would have jumped across from the iPhone. Now, with that in mind, and with this, the timing of this global recall and Apple's new, launch, new iPhone launch just in a few days, uh, it's really going to give Apple a bit of an advantage. But Samsung, to their credit, have been really transparent with this whole thing. They haven't tried to hide anything, been upfront. And they've been honest with all the customers and, and been as accommodating as they can. And they'll, they'll come back from this. Apple have also had dramas with the phone. Who Cast your mind back to Antenna Gate back in 2010 with the iPhone 4. Do you remember that story when customers were complaining that if you held the phone a certain way, you'd lose calls or lose the signal strength on your phone? Samsung dealt with that. Sorry, Apple dealt with that crisis at the time, and it turned out not to be a crisis at all. Samsung's issue here is a little bit more serious, but I'm confident the company will bounce back. If you want to read more about all of those stories and everything you need to know about the Galaxy Note 7 Global Recall, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
Well, as we've mentioned, Apple will have their event later this week. And without a doubt, we are going to see a new iPhone. I have covered the what we can expect to see in previous shows. Uh, we, we are going to see an iPhone 7, uh, iPhone 7 Plus. There's going to be a better camera, a faster processor, could possibly be waterproof. There won't be a headphone jack. And there is even talk of an, an, a rumor of an iPhone Pro which could potentially be an even larger device, but I doubt that very much. There was talk that maybe the iPhone Pro could be the same size as the iPhone 7 Plus, but just with a better camera. But I doubt very much that Apple would make two similar products, and the only differentiation is the camera. I doubt that very, very much. But it's the other products that people are talking about that could make the event even more interesting. Now, I think Apple's iPhone 7 on its own I don't think that's enough for their event. The, the, the iPhone 7, I think, has been the most leaked product in terms of specs, pictures. I know more about the iPhone 7 than I think than, than any other previous iPhone that's been announced. So I don't think there's going to be too many surprises once Tim Cook takes the stage at 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, the 8th of September. So I think with that in mind, Apple needs something up their sleeve. And that little trick up the sleeve could very well be a new Apple Watch. And you've got to remember, it's been two years since the original Apple Watch was announced. It did go on sale April 2015, so that's already 18 months ago. But it was two years since we first saw an Apple Watch. So with that in mind, I think it may be time for an update. And the watch may not look any different. But from what we're hearing, the rumors that are circulating is that it'll have a better battery. It'll have a faster processor, could even be waterproof. That's one criticism of the original Apple Watch. You couldn't take it for a swim, uh, despite it being positioned as a fitness device and a, uh, that keeps track of all your activities. So it'll probably it'll look the same, but having those tweaks, as well as Watch OS 3, which I'm already running on my current Apple Watch, I have to say it is a massive improvement, just the software update, let alone a hardware update. So keep an eye out for that. There's also talk there may be the introduction of some new MacBooks as well, some new laptops, but we'll wait and see for that. I don't think that that, that will, might, might be too much to fit into one event, but I could be wrong. Maybe later in 2016, we may see the new MacBook Pro, maybe see a new MacBook Air around the same time, perhaps even a new iMac, who knows? But one thing you're going to see is a new iPhone, and they're going to also talk about the iOS 10, which you're already using as well, uh, Mac OS Sierra, which is the new Mac operating system, they are definites. Uh, I think Apple Watch is is likely to be there. Apple iPhone 7, of course, will definitely be there. And we'll cover everything on techguide.com.au. Well, IFA, the tech show in Berlin, has just wrapped up. And we're going to talk about the, the main items that, that did come out of it. The first product that was uh, announced at the show was uh, from Samsung, and that's the new Gear S3. This is the new smartwatch. Now, what we see here is that Samsung's taken more of a, a approach from the watch side rather than from the tech side. Now, what, what they've done in the past, of course, is produced a good smartwatch, but perhaps the, the, the look and design was secondary to the smarts of the device. What it looks like they've done now with the Gear S3 is gone from the design side, so designed a, a nice timepiece, so something that looks and feels like a watch, 
and then thrown the technology in later. Uh, the Gear S2, the current model, is it didn't it ha- it didn't have that kind of elegant uh, luxury feel to it. It, it. it was made of plastic and it didn't quite live up to a true watch appreciator's uh, class, their, their level of, of, uh, of, le- of appreciation for a watch. There are people who absolutely love watches. I'm one of them. A good watch has to have a great design, has to have a really nice look and feel, and I think that's what Samsung want to deliver with the Gear S3. And it's going to not only have great design, there's going to be two models. There's going to be one called the Frontier and one the Classic. The Frontier has sort of more the rugged look, looks like a like a, an outdoor watch, but also has that sort of elegant round face uh, with, with a nice nice band. It, all, of course, ha- is, is a smart watch, so it's got the touch screen. The Classic is, is more with, uh, I think it's got a leather band. It still has that kind of steel look, so it does look like a, like a classic timepiece. Both of them do. Uh, but now, uh, the, the, and, and of course, running their own operating system, the Tizen operating system. They've got circular 1.3-inch Super AMOLED displays, and they're going to look terrific, as well as looking good as a watch, but also perform really well as a smartwatch. So Samsung uh, kicked off EFA with that announcement. Next up, we saw uh, an interesting product from Lenovo. Lenovo announced a product called the Yoga Book. Now, this, this is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. That's the best way I can describe it because to look at it, it's, got a, it's a hinge device, so it outwardly looks like a laptop. But when you open it up, you'll see a screen on one side and a trackpad, so kind of a blank panel on the other side. And that blank panel can do a few different things. First of all, it can be a trackpad, so you can use it like, like you would a trackpad on your laptop and navigate the screen. It can also be used to pl- to write on. So if you look like those Wacom tablets, you can use it to sketch and write. You can even place a piece of paper on it and write on that piece of paper, and, and that would instantly digitize whatever you're writing onto the 10.1-inch display. But it also can be then become a virtual keyboard. So when you want it in keyboard mode, suddenly... This keyboard appears on the panel. It's kind of a it lights up out of the panel, and then you can type and even receive haptic feedback as you are hitting the keys, as you would with a normal keyboard. That that was one of one of the hits of the show. A lot, a lot of attention around the Lenovo Yoga Book. It's going to be out in Australia in two versions, Android and Windows, which will be really interesting. It's going to be available for sale here in October. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Sony also had uh, some interesting things to showcase at at IFA, and one of them was the Signature Series high-res audio range. Now, we love our audio here at Tech Guide. I'm a big audio fan, love a good pair of headphones, love listening to good quality sound, and Sony have taken the Signature Series to the highest possible level with high-res audio. Sony's always had a very, very strong audio heritage, and they wanted, to, of course, to showcase that with these new line of signature products. And high-res audio uh, is, is the way they're going to do it. High-res audio, same as high-res video, has more detail. Uh, has, it, it sounds better. And, and true audiophiles appreciate that added detail. For not People who are they don't mind listening to music and, and, and they, they wouldn't consider themselves audiophiles will probably not hear the difference. But audiophiles can hear things that you can't 
that's why there's a whole market out there for those audiophiles to spend their money to on these superior products to hear better sound. Now, spending money is what you're going to do because this signature series is not cheap. It's made up of a pair of high-res audio headphones, two high-res Walkmans, and a headphone amplifier. Starting with the headphones, the MDR Z1R, priced at $3,000. You'd get $1 change out of $3,000. So it's two triple nine. Now, these are handcrafted, made out of the best materials, and no no sound distortion, highest fidelity you could hear out of high-res audio sources, and this should sound like the, the musicians are in the room with you. It's got a 70-millimeter HD driver, and has a wide frequency range of up to 120 kilohertz. So this is a killer pair of headphones that are $3,000, well, $2,999. Now, what do you listen to with these headphones? Answer is the new Walkman series, two of them in the range. One, the WM1Z. Now, this is gold-plated with gold-plated contacts and ports and is a high-res audio player. It's priced at $4,299. And with a pair, so if you were to pair the headphones, the Z1R headphones, $2,999, and the WM1Z, that's $4,299, you're looking at uh, quite a bit of money there. So uh, it's, it's, again, aimed at audiophiles who enjoy high-res audio, who don't want to compromise one little bit. There is a cheaper version of the Walkman, the WM1A, made out of uh, uh, aluminium, not out of gold or gold-plated. Uh, its price is to be announced, but expect that to be maybe $1,500, $2,000. And lastly, they've got the Hi-Res Audio Headphone Amplifier. So if it wasn't enough to just be listening to your, your $4,300 Walkman with your $3,000 headphones... Sony also have a $2,899 headphone amplifier. So you can connect your headphones to the amplifier, connect your source to the amp as well, and it will boost the sound even further. So it's got a hybrid amplifier circuit. It's got full digital S-Master HX analog amplifier on board. And for that amount of money, uh, you'd expect nothing but the best. So if you're a high-res audio fan, if you're a true audiophile, then you're probably salivating around now and looking in your bank account to see if you've got enough money to buy these products. Uh, if you're anyone else who can't afford them and probably can't hear the difference between a $300 pair of headphones and a $3,000 pair of headphones, you'll be scratching your head wondering why. You want to read more about all of those stories, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they're introducing Arlo Q. This is an AC-powered 1080p HD camera with audio and enhanced night vision that lets you see and hear in perfect detail. Arlo Q is designed to deliver the best experience indoors and it comes with two-way audio so you can listen and talk back. That means you could pop in to see how things are going at home while you're out. Set motion alerts to let you know if anything moves and you can use seven days of free cloud encodings to store a video record of those events online. Arlo, 
every angle covered. For more information, visit arlo.com forward slash au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Our Tech Guide interview this week is with Judd Armstrong, who is the founder of Jaybirds, a brand of wireless earphones. The story behind this company and the product, I'll talk about the product in a minute. It's an interesting story. It was uh, The company was founded in 2006 and uh, went on to, at, at the time, was is, their mission was to create a really small pair of wireless earphones. Now, at a time, back in 2006, remember, where wireless technology was truly in its infancy. But they did see... They saw the future and thought, this is the future. Wireless earphones, don't want these cables bouncing around. We, we spoke to Judd Armstrong, who is the founder of the company. You're going to hear from him in a moment. Uh, and he, he, he will explain uh, why the company moved in that direction. But the company has enjoyed tremendous success, and they, they are now uh, sold in 34 countries around the world. In the U.S. market, they are fourth behind Beats, Bose, and LG which is pretty good when you consider this is an Australian company. Judd Armstrong went to school, uh, went to university on the Gold Coast and has gone out and conquered the world with these new products. The Freedom Wireless Buds, they're the first Jaybird products to be sold here in Australia. They're going to be available from JB Hi-Fi and Apple stores. And what's remarkable about the Wireless Buds is how small they are. They are tiny. I've got a picture on Tech Guide on my review of the of the in ear portion of these earphones next to a two dollar coin, and the in ear the buds are actually smaller than the two dollar coin. Which is you look at other wireless earphones and everything's packed into the earbuds, so they're bigger and bulkier. But what Jaybird has done is cleverly moved the battery and the Bluetooth antenna to the controller, the three-button controller. And there's even a battery built into the controller, and you also get a little module that can connect to that controller to charge the battery, which means that you can be still listening to your music while the device is being charged, something no other wireless earphones can do because normally the micro USB port is actually in one of the earbuds and you've got to open a little flap, stick in a cable and forget listening to that. It'd be a little bit difficult. Freedom, the Freedom Wireless Buds, no such issue and you're going to get a perfect fit every time because there are silicon buds, foam buds and even little silicon wings so you can get the perfect fit so that they fit you when you're training. They're all, of course, they're sweatproof. So they can handle uh, you, you running in the gym, and they're going to fit great. They're not going to, they're not going to fall out. Uh, and and on top of all that, they sound great. Uh, they've got to, the the size of the earbuds. You'll think you're listening to a, a, a driver four times the size. The bass is is great. The detail and the clarity is excellent. And you will find it really hard to believe that the bud is so small. But that's our, our review. You can read that on Tech Guide. But we had a chat to Judd Armstrong, the founder of Jaybirds, and here's what he had to say earlier. Well, hi, Judd. Thanks for joining me. We're here at the launch of Jaybirds, your, your brand. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you how you come up with the name in a moment. Okay. But tell us a bit about your background and how you came up with this concept, because it came up a few years ago, didn't it? Yes, yeah, Steve, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be here with you, and thank, thanks for having me on the show, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, like, go, throw, throw back 10 years, there was, uh, everyone was running with wired headphones, and, uh, you know, I was out running, and, and uh, just decided, you know, it was really crazy having this cord flip around and getting in the way, and, and this just made sense, 
you know, to get rid of it. And a lot of people said, Judd, you're crazy, absolutely crazy going up against like, the likes of Sony and Plantronics mm-hmm. and Jabra and even Apple. I mean, what if Apple does a headphone that's yeah, wireless? Right, you know, right, you're crazy. Right. And, and so this was 10 years ago, so wireless, ago, people yeah. really didn't grasp the concept of wireless, did they? No, so all the big headphone companies, they were focusing on just farming their, their success that they already had. You know, they were being successful with wired headphones, they were just focusing on that. Yeah. And so it gave us time to innovate and to fine-tune our offering before it really got competitive. It didn't get competitive until the last few years. So, so this, we're talking 2006, that's yeah. how long ago it was. Exactly, yeah. So the early product sort of take us through the timeline when did when did the penny drop that hang on a minute i've got something here yeah well you know what's really surprising is i never i never thought this would be a big big deal i thought i'll just uh i'll just have another small company because i had a small company before this that i sold made a little little bit of money and used that to start jaybird and i I was just wanting to make some headphones for myself honestly i was going to sell sell a few online and just make a few bob to (laughs) cover my costs that was it and then you, your goals kind of start, your horizon um, magnifies. As you start making some achievements, you're like, wow, we just did that. Yeah. We, got, we got Target. Like our first retailer was Target in yeah. the United States. Yeah. We just got Target. Wow. And then we were on Amazon, of course. It's pretty easy yeah. to get on yeah. Amazon. And uh, we're like, well, we could do this. Oh, well, we could do that. All right. And, well, yeah. Before we talk about the current product and, yeah. and, uh, and what's going on today, how did you come up with the name? Jaybird, it's an unusual name, memorable name. Yeah. So how did is, that's not your nickname or anything, is it? No, no. Because no. your name starts with a J. It so does, not, yes. That's yes. not your name. Your mother called you as a kid or anything. No, no. I, I even have a son called Jaden, and it's not uh-huh. not after okay. him either. <laughs> Although he'll be telling his mates it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I was brainstorming some ideas. I was actually getting my car serviced, and I was on the computer in the in the waiting room, just waiting for some. Yeah, yeah my car to be done. Just coming up with some ideas. And uh, I was just had a list of ten names, and and uh, I was thinking, you know, ten, ten names, ten names. So yeah. what can, before you tell us about Jaybird, what what were some of the other names? What could it have been? <laughs> to be and honest, keep I can't, it clean. Okay? I can't. Keep it clean. <laughs> I can't even remember what they were now. Okay. Honestly, yeah. I can't remember. Okay. Um, I, that was back when BlackBerry was hot and, and Apple was oh, hot, and so okay. I was coming up with goofy names like that. And okay. None of them were any good. I remember looking back at it like a couple of years ago, thinking, "Oh, none of those other ones were any good." Okay. Um, so, okay, Jaybird. Okay. Yeah. So, so. The, the, yeah, getting rid of the wire, yes. you're kind of cl- uncluttering yourself, almost getting naked from, from things. And so, okay. I, there was a, this expression called "naked as a Jaybird." And don't Google that. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good, good, uh, good tip to our listeners. <laughs> but yeah, so so that expression, naked as a jaybird. So jaybird made it to the list, and I didn't really think much of it. And uh, at the other company, I handed it around the call center where there's a lot of young people there, and jaybird was like head and shoulders above the rest on on popularity. And so we went went with that. The rest is history. Is yeah, that that's so right. That's yeah. excellent. Now, so let's fast forward to this this uh, this decade. Now. <laughs> Uh, the the product, current line of products, and also your involvement now, or their involvement with you, Logitech. Yeah. So they came knocking on the door. Yep. Talk about that. Uh, so last year, um, Jaybird's been really uh, growing quite quite quickly, about fifty percent every year, year on year, and so the revenue was, uh, you know, it's up up above fifty million now, up around sixty yep. million. Uh, it's it takes a lot for one person to run all that Absolutely. and fund it all yep. and and also manage it all. So it, it was just the right time for me to to sell 
Yep. Uh, also, there's so much upside and potential in this in this market. It's a fast-growing market. We have really exciting new products coming in the next two to three years. Yep. So it made a lot of sense for someone to buy the company. So if it makes a lot of sense for someone to buy it, it makes sense for me to sell it. Um, so we approached uh, about 100 different companies, private equity firms, strategic companies like Logitech. Yep. And uh, we, we actually had two very strong uh, candidates. One was Logitech, one was another one. Okay. And we can't tell us who the other one is. Um, the other company is uh, pre- 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 <laughs> prefer not to. Probably for their. It'd be like, it'd be like the guy who knocked back the Beatles. Back yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for their the sake, I won't say. Down, George, the guy who turned down George Lucas told him Star Wars was no good. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. Logitech, they pulled the right lever, mate. Yeah, well, we, we were actually in offices with the other company the day uh, that the Logitech deal came in. So was that awkward? We were very close <laughs> to going with them. Well, we really? said, look, your deal's got to be a bit better. Okay. Yeah. Fair and enough. Anyway, so. Okay. Well, let's talk about the product now. This is uh, exciting. It's small. It's one of the, is yeah. it the smallest wireless oh, earphone in the market? By a long shot. Right. By a long shot. Like, so are you open with your secret sauce at what makes it so small, or is that a company secret? Um, so... We've always focused on miniaturization. So if you look at our product, whenever we've launched a new product, it's always been a lot better than what's out there. Whether it's um, signal quality, you know, signal not dropping out when you're, when you're away from your phone. Or so we're talking Bluetooth here? Yeah, yeah, Bluetooth signal strength. So a lot of a lot of wireless headphones will drop the signal. Like you'll, you'll get uh, uh, sputtering in the music. Yes, I've experienced that with other brands. Yeah, yeah. So we focus a lot on that. Yep. But in able to, to miniaturize but still have strong signal strength, it takes a lot of effort. Okay. It's really hard because an antenna wants a lot of space. It wants to be big itself. Sure. And so to have a small antenna in a very small space with a big battery right next to it is, yes. is almost, almost and, impossible and to drive it for the, the sound. Yeah, yeah. So that's metal as well. You've got so. some big shoehorn to fit all that in, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, <clears throat> so traditionally, electronics and battery have been on the ear, uh-huh. making fairly chunky earbuds. Still pretty cool, but a bit chunky, and so we wanted to really push the boundaries and push the limits. So everything had to be in the three-button controller yep. on the on the cord, right? Yep. The cord between the earbud. No cord to the phone, just the cord between the earbuds. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so we we did put a lot of effort into it. The, the trick is the antenna, yeah. um, and how how do you get that antenna to work in such a small space, but also have good battery life as well? So we have a pretty in- innovative way of handling battery. We have a little charge clip. That kind of, it's a little little baby koala that piggybacks on the controller, and so it actually gives it gives it extra juice. So if you are running low on battery, you just clip that on and you can keep listening. So while it charges, you can listen, and no one's ever done anything like that before. Wow. And that that's our way of getting a miniaturized product with great battery life. Okay, true. Yeah. And, and currently, obviously, still big in the US, big in Australia. Yeah. Where are you? Are you in Apple stores too? Yeah, yeah. So so we're we're like. The top, we're, we're the fourth top premium headphone brand in the states. You got Beats, Bose, LG, and Jaybird. So, of all headphones, we're number four. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Um, and to, to have done that, you know, little Aussie battler company, you know, and, and to, to do that over there is pretty remarkable. Uh, we haven't been in Australia properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've you've been able to buy a couple here and there online, but this is really our first big push. Sure. Uh, we've got JB Hi-Fi who have uh, partnered with us as a strategic retail partner. Yep. And uh, and so. We're going to be in JB Hi-Fi within a week or two, okay. um, nationwide, and then yeah, a- Apple stores as well. Fantastic. One yeah. last question: You mentioned looking into the future. Where can this go? Like, what, what can you do better that you're not doing now? Well, uh, miniaturization has always been our focus, um, but you know, there's an interesting push towards truly wireless, where you've got two independent earbuds, no cord between them. Uh-huh. So. Um, 
you know, that's that's been a need for people because the cord is traditionally draped along the neck. And so even though you're wireless, you've got this cord that kind of catches on your neck a little bit when you're sweating. And so, so at Jaybird, we've always been able to, to get around that by having the cord up high on the, on the hairline. You go over the ear. Okay. And, and that way, like these Freedom Buds, they, they're just remarkable the way that you can do, yeah. you know, wear them o- over the ear and then tucks in. And it's just uh, really seamless. Uh-huh. And it's a truly wireless experience without needing to go with two big, bulky, big nuts on your ears. Absolutely. And um, I understand, well, you, you, you wanted people to be able to train and jog and do yeah, whatever they want. Yeah. And ha- do you, you, when you're out exercising, mm. do you see other people wearing them? You think, oh, yeah. Mine, mate. Yeah, you yeah. Well, you're proud when you see that? Oh, mate. Cause <laughs> so so I visit the gym in uh, Salt Lake City, where we're headquartered yeah. um, nowadays uh, in, in, in Utah, in America. And so there's a gym there I go to a lot, and there are so many of our headphones in there. It's just, it's really cool. I do go, they know who you are? When they, well, when they, do they sort of say, that's a bloke who's They, they don't know. I, I go and shake their hand, and yeah, I say, right. yeah, I work for that company, you know. Ah, right, okay. You don't yeah. say, listen, I'm the boss. Or anything, Some, sometimes <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I say, come on down, and we'll, we'll get, you with the, get, get you hooked up with the latest headphone. Um, but yeah, where can it go? Um, truly wireless is interesting. I think we, it, a lot needs to happen in that space yeah. for it to really take off. Um, there's a, a lot of issues with signal signal dropout right now, yeah. and so Jaybird's about best to market, not first to market. Sure. So when we do that, it'll be unreal. Uh, biometrics are interesting. You can do some things that are meaningful. A lot of people don't really know want to know about stats, yeah. but they want one or two things that are really meaningful to their body and their day. And so that's where we focus as well. Well, congratulations uh, on your success, yeah, mate. Thanks, you Steve. keep flying that Aussie flag over yeah. the course <laughs> around the world. It's yeah. been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks yeah, very you much. you too. Thanks. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Now, everyone knows I'm a bit of a Star Wars fan. Uh, that's actually an understatement. I'm a massive Star Wars fan. And any kind of new product that comes out that has is in any way related to Star Wars, I'm supremely interested in. And this new product from Sphero is no exception. The new Force Band. Now, this is a device that I saw months ago. I saw it at the Consumer Electronics Show. And it was in kind of in, in, in development. And no, there was no release date announced. But finally... I've got my hands on the Force Band. It come. It goes on sale on September 30. It's now available for pre-order. But I got my hands on it. The first look at the new Force Band that can be used with Sphero's other runaway hit product, the BB-8 Droid. So if you've got a BB-8, you can buy the Force Band to use with it. Or if you want to buy the new battle-worn Sphero uh, BB-8, you can buy a package with the battle-worn BB-8 and the Force Band. I'll tell you pricing later, but it is a different-looking BB-8. So it's rather than it all being clean and shiny, it's a bit bit dirty and 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 scratched up like it would appear from the Force Awakens, uh, like it was in the movie. But the idea behind the Force Band, as its name suggests, is to give users the feeling that they are using the Force. Now, what Star Wars fan hasn't dreamed of that? Me included. The Force Band worn around your wrist, left or right wrist, doesn't matter. But basically what it does, once you pair it to the droid, to BB-8, whether you've got the old one or the new battle-worn version, it allows you to control BB-8 just by waving your arm. So you can use a force push, you can use a force pull, you can wave your arm in either direction, and BB-8 will follow. It makes great sounds of sounds that you'll hear in the movie, all those things. With the force band, it is as close as you're going to get 
to feeling like you have the force. It is a really fun product, but the, the, the fun doesn't stop there. Of course, you can use BB-8 with an app if you want, but the force band control, is uh, there's nothing else like it. And if you're a true Star Wars fan, uh, you're going to love it. You can wear, though, you can wear the force band, which is about the size of a watch. You can wear it uh, in the outside world. You can wear it out and about, and if you're running the force band app, there's a Pokemon Go-style game that you can play. So you can get a little warning, a little notification through the band and sense that there are holocrons in your area that you can capture. Once you've captured the holocrons, you can then use their weapons. So they may have a lightsaber, they may have a blaster, they may have a ship. And the force band learns the sounds of those weapons and allows you to play uh, your games with them. So you can be swinging a pretend lightsaber and the force band will be providing the sound. So uh, there's that part of it to enjoy as well. Apart from the control of BB-8, the Force Band also has those other features. So you've got your, you can search out and about with the Force Band and you can then do the combat training once you've done those searches with the Holocrons. The Force Band and Battle-Worn BB-8. The Force Band on its own is $139.99. If you want to buy the BB-8 Battle-Worn version, you can't buy it on its own. You need to buy Battle Worn with the Force Band. So uh, if you, you can't just buy the droid by itself. You need to buy the package. So Force Band and Battle Worn BB-8 is $349.99. If you want to check that out and see our video of us controlling our droid with the Force, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. And Garmin have got a couple of uh, cool new products for the outdoor type, the Forerunner 35 GPS watch and also the Verb Ultra 30 4K action camera. These are the new devices that have just been announced. The Garmin Forerunner is, uh, the Forerunner 35 is $299. It's got a 23.5 millimeter uh, screen. So that, that's the width of the screen and also the height of the screen because it's square. There's built-in GPS. So you, 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 once you're on a run or whatever exercise you happen to be doing, it'll track you through GPS so you can get your track, your distance, your speed, and also map your run without the need to have your smartphone. A lot of other smartwatches need a smartphone to have that GPS capability, but this has got it built in so you don't have to carry your phone. If you just want to go for a run and get all those details, it can do it on its own. What else it can do on its own is, is your heart rate sensor. It's got the wrist-based heart rate monitoring, so you can get that without having to wear a chest strap 24-7. It's also your fitness tracker when you're not exercising. You can count your steps and your calories, and it's also a smartwatch, so you get your notifications on your screen as well as controlling your music from your wrist as well. The Garmin Forerunner 35. Uh, the Garmin Verb Ultra 30, that's the their action camera, that's $699. And it is a GoPro with a difference. So the GoPro action camera, it kind of looks the same, but the Verb has a couple of extra features, including built-in sensors and onboard GPS. So you can not only capture your movie, you can also capture your data as well. So you know how high, how fast, and how far you've gone in your in your movie. But the other killer feature is that it has voice control. So when you can actually tell the camera, start recording. You can also tell it to stop recording. So rather than having to fiddle around for the button, you can just talk to the, the verb and it will it'll obey your command to start or stop 
recording. There's a touchscreen LCD on the back that you uh, get control your menu or even watch your recordings on that screen as well. Three-axis stabilisation, so it'll give you uh, some pretty steady movies. can also take stills, 12-megapixel stills, and also comes with a waterproof housing. So you can take the camera down to a depth of up to 40 metres. The Garmin Verb Ultra 30 and the Garmin Forerunner 35, both, you can check both of them out at techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Now, while public Wi-Fi at airports, hotels and cafes is convenient, it's not always safe. Did you know that accessing the web using public Wi-Fi can expose your most sensitive information like passwords, photos and credit card details to hackers and identity thieves? Norton Wi-Fi Privacy helps encrypt your information when you're online, so it can't be intercepted by prying eyes. So whether you're worried about hackers stealing your passwords or companies tracking your online activity, keep your personal information protected with the new Norton Wi-Fi Privacy app. To learn more, visit au.norton.com or search for Norton Wi-Fi Privacy on the App Store or Google Play Store. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk this week, we got an interesting question from a reader asking about the best phone for tradies. Now, by that, they mean a phone that is not only works well, but is tough. You can take it anywhere, do anything. And I thought about this and thought, yeah, there are devices that can that are designed to be to be durable, rugged. They're built that way. And there is, I think Telstra sells one called the Telstra Tough, and it is a rugged phone. So rather, it's got a touchscreen, it's running Android, and works okay, but there are better phones on the market. So my, my suggestion was, was to buy the, any phone you want, buy, buy a, a phone that you like, and then just put a tough cover on it. So if, obviously, if you buy a Samsung phone or an iPhone, there are, there are hundreds of covers you can buy that will make the phone shockproof, dropproof, waterproof. It'll protect it. So rather than going for a Telstra design for tradies phone, which is fine if that's what you're happy with, you can go down and, and buy a regular phone, but just put a tough case on it. There, there's cases made by Otterbox, by LifeProof, by all these, these companies that have rugged cases that like military-grade protection if you drop it, if you, if you take it in underwater, uh, if you do anything to it, it's going to handle it, it's going to protect the device. So my suggestion, if it was me, I'd buy an, a normal smartphone, a smartphone that I like, and just put the toughest case I can find around it. And we've reviewed plenty of those cases, as well as all those phones, at techguide.com.au. And that's our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, please email us, info at techguide.com.au. Use the email address and you could end up on our Tech Guide help desk. A special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. And also a shout out to Norton, the company that can keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Thanks for listening. It's been great having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.